Here is the church. And here is the steeple. Open the door. But where are the people? On Sunday, our Methodist church here in Haverhill would normally be a buzz of activity. Plenty of conversation, welcoming and greeting, children and babies around. Perhaps for the first time in our history, our worship services, like many others, have been suspended. But don't worry, I'll keep you a seat for next time you're here. Our church doors may be closed, but we are open to God and open to worship him freely today. Our church may be empty, but our church is alive out there in the community, in homes, for church is the people. Wherever you are watching this, know that God is with you today. The love of God reaches out to you now in this time of worship. Yes, we are separated, but we are still one family together, joined by the Holy Spirit. The love of God bridges the space between us. You can't come to church today, but the church can come to you. So a few of us here at the church have prepared this service and we pray it will be a blessing to you. Our preacher today is Charmaine Slade. Haverhill Methodist Church welcomes you now to church on video, inspiring disciples. We gather around the Lent cross. Each Sunday in Lent, we have been adding a symbol to our Lent cross. On the first Sunday of Lent, we added the bag of money, reminding us of how Judas sold himself. On the second Sunday of Lent, we brought the towel and the bowl, reminding us of the way of servant leadership. And on the third Sunday of Lent, we brought the cup, remembering Jesus' struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane. We hear the words for the fourth Sunday in Lent. Bible reading is taken from Mark chapter 15, verses 9 to 15. Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realised that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. Then what do you wish me to do with a man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, crucify him. Pilate asked them, why? What evil has he done? 
but they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them, and after having Jesus whipped, he handed him over to be crucified. Jesus understands human suffering. He has been there himself. So we pray together. Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, you were, you were innocent, innocent, but you, you were punished. We pray for those who suffer for their faith. Give them your strength and your peace. Amen. A prayer of thanksgiving for Mothering Sunday. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for all who care. Bless them with your love. Thanks for mothers everywhere. Bless them with your love. For those who brighten up our day. Bless them with your love. Who always have the right words to say. Bless them with your love. Thanks for hugs and love and smiles. Bless them with your love. Thanks for all those extra miles. Bless them with your love. And when they feel they're not enough. Bless them with your love. Amen. Christ's flock is scattered today, but our Good Shepherd watches over his church wherever they are today. We listen to the comforting words of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A young couple, Mary and Joseph, bring their child Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. Two senior citizens, Simeon and Anna, described as the last prophets of the Old Testament, recognize this is no ordinary child. The picture of Simeon and Anna recognizing Jesus is beautiful and believable. We listen to Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 35. The picture is by Dinah Rowe Kendall. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. 
He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Amen. Hello everyone and welcome to this broadcast. We are living in strange times, but that we know that we have a loving God who will never leave us, never forsake us, and we have much to thank him for now and always. This morning we celebrate two events in the Methodist Church year, the fourth Sunday in Lent and Mothering Sunday. The Church of England also celebrate a third event today named Refreshment Sunday or Laetare, which is Latin for rejoice. It's all rather eccentric and seems to make little sense at first glance. And the reading from Luke chapter 2 blurs matters rather more when Simeon prophesies to Mary that her child Jesus was going to suffer and that a sword would pierce her own soul. There's a common misconception that Mothering Sunday originated in the Victorian period when servants were allowed to go home and visit their mothers on this day. If they were lucky enough to live in a large house, they may have been given simnel cake to take home as a gift. A simnel cake was decorated with 11 rounded balls of marzipan, said to represent the 11 apostles, or 12 when it included Jesus. Simnel cake and Mothering Sunday actually have much earlier roots in the medieval period with an early reference made to simnel as a word in the 13th century. Foodstuffs would be running low at this time of year, and so to give someone a simnel cake was a huge benefit, as it's so calorie dense. Also bright, generous and cheerful after four weeks of fasting. So where are these apparent contradictions leading us? Why are we simultaneously celebrating mothering and hearing of Simeon's prophecy that Mary would be experiencing extreme pain that would pierce her soul? 
Well, as so often happens, it's all about love. It's about the very nature of mothering. This does not exclude men who are equally able to nurture and to mother, but we can blame history for this omission. Men have throughout time, until very recently, been represented as the warrior and the provider. The gospel message today shows that any experience of a close and loving relationship is at some time or another going to demand of us equal pain and grief. Mothering Sunday can be a very painful time when we are reminded of those we have loved beyond reason but have lost. Any parent, wife or husband or lover knows the agony of having to let go or suffer the death of someone who has been our life and our love. So many examples from the adored child fleeing the nest, the breakup of a long relationship where the pain never lessens, the losses associated with increasing frailty or increasing years, the loss of parents, the loss of a child. And we remember those who were never truly mothered or nurtured. It's all in all a day of mixed emotions, never represented in a Mother's Day card from the shops. Let's think more about today's reading from the Gospel in Luke 2, verses 25 to 35, where we can recall Simeon's prediction to Mary, a prophecy that was fulfilled on the first Good Friday as she waited at the foot of the cross, watching her adored son suffer and die. I think Mary becomes the epitome of what it is to love on that dreadful day and the icon for all as to what loving is. She teaches us that with love comes pain. She teaches us that all love makes us vulnerable, makes us take risks. If we don't love, then the painful realities of life, such as rows, illnesses, loss, broken relationships, and death would not hurt us half as much. But we do love, and that hurts. Mothering Sunday, so close to Holy Week, reminds us that any relationship without pain is likely to be a relationship without love. And how cold a life that would be. If we choose to love, we are inviting in risk and our hearts may be broken. But we cannot wish it to be any other way, as we were made in the image of God, and our God is love personified. We have the benefit of knowing the story of Easter, when the mother Mary could not have known of her son's ultimate resurrection to come. And we know that following the greatest time of grief, flowered new life, 
new hope and new love. If we want new life and love in all its glory, then we must accept the way of the cross. For resurrection or new life comes by the taking of risks and experience of suffering, which the cross represents. Love is the most costly currency, but we cannot live without it. Now we refer to God as he. Throughout history this has been so, but God has no gender, for he is all, he is everything. He gives us our humanity, but humanity needed to give him a gender because we have an innate need to parcel people up into neat groups. And history is, of course, male-centric, so God is seen mostly as male. We do not understand God's self-definition of I am. Well, we aren't meant to. It's beyond our understanding. God is nurturing itself, so mothering and fathering is a gift of God. Well, this isn't new thinking. It's not weird. The great early female English prophet, Mother Julian of Norwich, said this, The dear, gracious hands of God, our mother, are ever about us. She also said, A kind, loving mother who understands and knows the needs of her child will look after it tenderly because it is the nature of a mother to do so. As the child grows older, she changes her methods, but not her love. This way of doing things is our Lord at work in those who do them. The short-lived John Paul I was to affirm that God truly was our mother and our father. He said, God is our father, but even more, he is our mother. The crucifixion teaches us much more about love. At the time of his greatest agony, Jesus says this to his mother. He said, here is your son. And to his close friend, here is your mother. This means that if we choose to follow Jesus, then we have a responsibility to nurture and love our fellow man. If we choose to follow him, then we must recognize each other's human needs to both give and receive love. It is often said that in the moment of crucifixion, a new way of being family was born. We are facing challenging times, which will inevitably cause some worry and sorrow when we fear for our elders and the vulnerable and may despair at the greed and selfishness of those thinking only of themselves. But I urge you to look differently. I urge you to look beyond all that to the many in our communities who are putting themselves forward to act generously 
and lovingly. The elderly and disabled will soon be given priority in shops. Individuals are offering their time freely to collect shopping for those unable to go. Community groups are springing up everywhere with offers to run errands, collect prescriptions for people isolated at home and any other odd job. Local restaurants are offering home delivery of cooked meals. Phone conversations between friends and family are blossoming. Skype is a modern day blessing to those separated from family and friends. I, for one, am communicating with my daughter in Australia, and that's hugely, hugely satisfying. In our own mother church, right here, there will be many who could offer to help go shopping, collect prescriptions, or just phone you for a chat. We are looking at ways of keeping in close contact with everyone over the next few months, and more methods will be tried. The church will be different, and so many new opportunities will be explored to show our communities that we act out of love in practical ways. You might know the old saying, necessity is the mother of invention, and God gave us a sound mind to imagine new possibilities. Well, as a non-tech person, I can see that if we learn to love some vehicles of technology, then we can keep in very close touch with each other. More to that will come, I'm sure. We need to remember to look after ourselves, to mother and nurture ourselves more than ever before. What that looks like is as individual as you are. In essence though, Look after your mind, body and soul. Try to keep your brain working in whichever way suits you. Maybe learn a new language, read, crafting and better conversations with the family or still working from home. Although we must isolate ourselves to some degree, it is important to look after and nurture our bodies by good nutrition, good hand hygiene, and exercise. If able, we are still able to take ourselves out for walks in the fresh air. And if you're blessed with a garden, now is the time to get cracking. And not lastly, care for your soul, your emotional health if you wish. Months of this new regime could test us. Hold on to your faith. Feed it with reading and listening to the Bible. Read commentaries. We will be able to recommend, we will be able to recommend some if anyone is interested. Sing songs of love and of worship. Thank God for our many blessings, however hard things seem. Feed your faith and it will serve you well. And preserve your mental health as best you can. In addition to all I have mentioned, consider contacting relevant helplines. If you are struggling, 
I am happy to share a very long list of such numbers if you wish. Just let me know. There are also countless self-help guides online, but I would suggest sticking with MIND, M-I-N-D, or Rethink. For a Christian perspective, consider looking out for Mind and Soul Foundation for comprehensive advice and information. We are going to be facing many challenges from now on, and that is for sure. But we can know that we are loved by our Father more than words can say. We will be protected from harm, and we must be encouraged by that eternal promise. Look after yourself. Look after each other. And God bless you. Sending out Christian love from me to you. Amen. A poem. Senior Moment by Anne Lewin. His parents brought him in obedience to the law. A baby six weeks old. To offer thanks and dedicate their son. Nothing unusual, but for Simeon and Anna, revelation. Only mentioned once, these two had been around, waiting and watching prayerfully for years, longing to see salvation. And patience was rewarded when they saw the child, a moment of recognition And they spoke about fulfilment, theirs and his. For once, old people had the best lines. Age does not have to mean diminishment. There may well be constraints, but there is also space and time for patient, prayerful growth to wisdom's fruitfulness. We light this candle as a sign of hope and light as we come to our prayers for our world, our church, our communities, our families and ourselves. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Let us pray. Lord, I want to um, pray for all of the people who are staying within their own homes at the moment. Those who are ill, but those who are just staying in to be safe as well. Thank you, Lord, that you are our comforter and our strength. And I pray that you'll be with each one of those people, that they will know your presence with them. And they will, they will know you as a friend as well, as a source of good company. Lord, I pray that for the people who don't know you yet, 
Lord, that you will speak directly to them, that they will come to know you within their own homes. Lord, I pray against a, a spirit of fear. We know that you say, do not fear, do not be afraid. So we pray that you will help us to cling on to you during these times and be confident in your love for us and your protection. Amen. 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 On Mothering Sunday, we pray for families everywhere. We pray for those who have had to change their plans, perhaps no longer able to meet up with family or share food together. And we pray that each family will know your love this day and your blessing resting upon them. Bind us together in your love, we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we always call upon you and we know that you will listen to us. We thank you for all the doctors, the nursing, the nurses, everybody who is striving to make this situation easy. And we thank you that you are inspiring others of our fellow human beings to reach out to people who really need help like a neighbour across the road from me who came and knocked on my door and said, I'm going shopping, would you like me to bring you anything? It means so much, dear Lord Jesus, that the work you are doing in helping other people who are less fortunate than ourselves. And we know that you give us reassurance in these hard times and there is a reason why we are going through this. It will bring us closer to you, dear Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we pray for those of us that we know who are going through treatments with the hospitals. And we know that these are important treatments. And we know that doctors are striving to ensure that your, the patients will receive these very important treatments. And with your help, this is possible. And we pray for everybody who is poorly. And we reach out to them, dear Lord, and please bless them this day and always. Amen. Amen. We pray for your church across the world, facing the challenge of closed doors. Lord, we pray for each congregation, and at this time we pray that they will know your help and your strength, and that you will lead them in new ways to be your witnesses and disciples. Amen. Amen.
wherever we are today, let us join together with all Christians everywhere as we say together the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We dedicate our giving and our blessings and our talents to God. May the blessing of God be with us as we love and serve one another and as we share God's unconditional love in the name of God, the Creator, Redeemer and Spirit. Amen.